Hey everyone and welcome to Developer Tea. My name is Jonathan Cottrell and today I'm interviewing Brianna and Andrew Norcross, the team behind Reactive Studios. Reactive is a WordPress-focused development agency with headquarters in Tampa, Florida. They bring a team of experienced and skilled builders and managers together to smoothly guide your project to perfection. Of course, this is all coming directly from their website, which you can find at reactivestudios.com. That's R-E-A-K-T-I-V studios.com. That will, of course, be in the show notes. I really enjoyed talking to Andrew and Brianna, particularly because I also work with my wife. Yeah, if you didn't catch that, they are married. Andrew and Brianna are married, and they work together every single day And I do the same thing with my wife. Of course, my wife and I don't own a business together, so uh, we aren't the perfect mirror relationship uh, to the Norcross couple, but we definitely work together every day. And so I really enjoy talking to Andrew and Brianna. The interview is in two parts, so make sure you subscribe if you don't want to miss the second part of the interview, which will come out uh, this week as well. I hope you enjoy the interview with Brianna and Andrew Norcross from Reactive Studios. Thanks so much for being on the show today, Brianna and Andrew. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having us. So I'm, I'm really excited to talk to you guys about so many different things because I think we have a lot in common in our daily schedule and kind of the interactions that we have on a day-to-day basis. Uh, for the listeners who are not acquainted with your work, can you tell everyone about what Reactive does? Sure. Well, uh, we're a uh, web development agency. We were distributed based in Florida. Uh, Brianna and I are in Tampa. Our other partner is up in uh, near Indianapolis. We have an employee up in Canada who handles uh, support for uh, our, our main product. And we also have another developer who lives on the East Coast of Florida who is on our services uh, side. We focus on WordPress development, the higher end complex style build outs. You know, we don't do cookie cutter themes or anything like that. And we were one of the 10 featured developer partners for the uh, WordPress VIP platform and a whole bunch of other things of that nature. So you have a total of five people at the company, correct? That is correct, yeah. And you guys are are married, right? At this moment, yes. yes. At this moment, that's good. I hope by the time that this episode goes live, that's still the case. That's the goal. Uh, yeah, death before divorce, we have that. <laughs> so let me reiterate this for anybody who's listening. Brianna and Andrew work together every day and they are also married. And believe it or not, that can actually work out, right? Like my wife and I actually work together at Whiteboard. Uh, she is the director of operations. I'm the director of technology, super fancy titles, you know. But what that means is we work like directly together every single day. And that can be a challenge. Um, and I'd, I'd like to know, you know, what you guys think about this because conventional wisdom says, you know, never work with somebody you love, right? Or never work with somebody that you wouldn't leave at the drop of a hat. And I don't think that that's always the best advice. What do you guys think about that? Um, I disagree. That's probably good. <laughs> just that sums it up, but of course it's a lot more complicated. People say that you should just be able to walk away in case things get terrible. But if it's your own company, you don't really want to have that kind of, you know, just flexibility to be able to walk away. Ours was kind of a well, it was kind of a natural transition. Andrew was freelancing and just needed help with the operations, and from there it grew. But it's been beneficial because 
I can balance his crazy ideas with, with the, the logical, practical operation side. And it's been really good, not only for the bottom line, but we both have problems with authority. So um, <laughs> it's a good way to be able to like bounce things off somebody, but you're not really having to, to worry about, uh, I guess, authority. It's like, it, you're not going to have somebody lording over your head. Andrew, what do you sure. think? Yeah, like Brenna said, I was, you know, I was freelancing before her and I even met. And at one point, I had taken a job with a marketing company for about a year and then another uh, software company for about six months between, you know, things like health insurance and we were getting ready to buy a house. So having like a W-2 job really made that a lot easier and and all those things. But, you know, when, when I decided to go back to do my own thing, you know, I really like writing code. I don't like doing all the other things that are required to get paid to write code. Like, Mm-hmm. invoicing mm-hmm. clients or emailing, you know, clients following up on leads. You know, I had more than one instance where I would forget to invoice people or I would launch a site and forget to tell them that it had gone live. I mean, this is, you know, quite a while ago. And one of the first times, you know, Brianna ever came to my house, she saw the stack of mail. She saw like a $700 electric bill because I'd simply forgotten to pay it. Like I had the money. Money wasn't the problem. It was, I just, she's like, when did you pay this? I was like, oh, like last month. She opened it up. She like, do you mean three months ago? And, <laughs> you know, it's just one of those things where I'm, I mean, it seems like I, I, I write code to take a break from writing code. And while, you know, I, I'm good with certain clients in terms of conversation and, and working through problems and things like that, it's just, it's very difficult for me to do that and then write code and then stop and answer an email. And, you know, it just becomes very distracting. And frankly, you know, that's a whole different mindset of the operations mm-hmm. end, which I have a lot of respect for because I, I'm not good at it. You know, when, yeah. when Brianna took over that aspect of the business, you know, the, the revenues went up, what was it? Something like 200 <laughs> plus percent. And your lights stay on now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty stellar. It sounds very similar to the way that mine and Lauren's relationship works. Uh, she handles a lot of the things that I would hate to have to handle, quite honestly, but she actually really enjoys handling those things most days. And, you know, I, there are some days where I actually would prefer maybe not to write code. Um, I do love writing code, but some days I don't feel, you know, always completely up to writing code. It's it's just one of those really dynamic situations. And I'm really interested interested, you know, because we also, on top of the work that we do at Whiteboard, she helps me immensely with uh, with Developer T, and she's the one who designed the logo. Uh, she's a great designer in general, and she, you know, she runs an Etsy shop, and she does all these things on the side as well. We have to always think about balance when it comes to these additional things that we're doing beyond our daily work, and we're always working together. When do we make time to not work? We'll be right back after a quick break for a sponsor. Thanks so much to today's sponsor, CodeShip. CodeShip is a hosted continuous delivery service focusing on speed, security, and customizability. You can set up continuous integration in a matter of seconds and automatically deploy when your tests have passed. CodeShip supports your GitHub and Bitbucket projects, and you can get started with their free plan today at CodeShip.com. Should you decide to go with a premium plan, you can save 20% off of any plan for the next three months by using the code DEVELOPERT. Now that code will be in the show notes. So go to codeship.com and use the code developerT for 20% off today. For fast, secure, and customizable continuous integration, go to codeship.com. 
I know that, uh, Brianna, you, you run another company in addition to Reactive, correct? I do accounting for, I don't know, six or seven companies in the same space as ours. So uh, it's really fun and interesting, but, but it is challenging. Sure. Well, uh, in accounting, I feel like, well, I have no I have no business to talk about accounting. I have no idea about anything in the, in the accounting world. Did you go to school for accounting or anything like that? No, actually, I did not. I just kind of taught myself. Um, I was doing books at, at a company that leased trucks out to, to semi-truck drivers. And it was a very small family affair. And I just kind of had to learn QuickBooks. And so I learned it. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I guess I just made that my job. Wow. That is that is probably an anomaly of a story, especially for the for accounting. It seems like one of those things that you like you get put into the pipeline of what is it, accountants uh, through the school system. But that wasn't the case. No, for no. I came from a totally different um, school background. I was in nursing school for a while, but uh, that was really hard to keep up with at the time. I was a single parent of two, just all the school and having a job, which I was doing accounting as my job there. I just had to quit and be like, what can I do from home and be able to have a flexible schedule for my kids? And I just go full speed with this accounting thing. Well, it sounds like you guys have a huge focus on balance and on, you know, finding the flexibility that you want in life and working from home, uh, deciding, you know, hey, we're going to use this entrepreneurial attitude to to gain freedom. Yeah, I mean, I try not to laugh when people say we're trying to find balance because I don't feel like we have balance at all. I mean, <laughs> but then, you know, when I back away and look, we do, we do have a lot of freedom. Like I spent 12 hours waiting for my dog to get out of surgery today. I was able to work from my father-in-law's cigar shop and I was able to work from Starbucks and nobody cared. And that was great. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, and we can go right. to kids' school functions and, and nobody cares and we're not getting fired. And, and that's great. But sort of like falling asleep in bed and then I sit up and I'm like, oh, my God, we forgot to do this one thing. So <laughs> there's a lot of freedom. There's probably not a lot of balance. I think that's probably true for us as well. And I guess, you know, it's interesting because I still find happiness or fulfillment there. And maybe that's another space where, you know, conventional wisdom fails us is when, when we're really truly interested in something together, if it still feels like we are spending quality time yeah, together. Yeah, and, and we've definitely made an attempt to be like, okay, we're going to go on a date and not talk about this big thing that's happening at work. And then we just mm-hmm. feel like we're like, bottling it up. We want to talk about it because we love our company and we love our jobs. So we just decided to stop fighting it. Like we're really invested in our company and which I think is something that I don't want to diss other people and say that they're not invested. But when you're both, Mm -hmm. you know, if this company doesn't make it, this is our household income, you know, this is everything. Mm I think you're slightly more invested. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where there's still times where like, for example, if if I'm getting together with friends who are also developers and sometimes we kind of dive, you know, we end up talking about nerd stuff because that's what we talk about. Yeah. I can see, you know, Brianna kind of mentally float away (laughs) as they should because Mm -hmm. it's boring for anybody who doesn't do it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, the, you know, like this is, this is what we do. And if you think about, you know, most couples, they talk about their jobs with each other. The only difference differences is their different jobs. And, right. you know, they're talking about, you know, the so-and-so they work with, or this person did this and this person did that. And then you're only getting the perspective of your significant other anyway. And mm-hmm. then, you know, couple that with, 
you know, you hear people talk about, you know, my work wife or my work husband. Well, I have one of those right. that happens to be my actual wife as well. Yeah, you don't have to have an affair in order to make <laughs> that work out. Uh, yeah, it's, I mean, there's there's little things that we do, uh, you know, like, for example, we each have our own office in the house. Uh, we oh, bought that's a house, been a like, marriage saver. Oh, my gosh. We used to share one and it was just a nightmare. <laughs> because, like, our, our just work styles are different. You know, I need blocks uh-huh. of time, you know, pretty much uninterrupted that I can work. You know, she works in bursts, you know, she takes calls, she, you know, does this, does that, you know, she handles more of the kids during the day when they get home from school. Mm-hmm. And a lot of what she does is more, in, I'm not saying is worthy, but it's like it's more interruptible to a point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely, like, it's, I do a lot of context switching. And so me getting up in and out of the office, just driving him crazy. Yeah, right. Yeah. It was, it was going insane. So yeah, it works out well that we each have our own office. And then also, you know, we can close, you know, like, you know, we're both working. We're both in the house. We use Slack to talk to each other or we text each other while we're working. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we actually follow a very similar structure. We work in the office at Whiteboard, but we have the same kind of rules. Anybody who's on communications teams or content teams or even designers, we put them in different locations from the developers because we go, you know, two hours without anybody in the development room saying a word. <laughs> you know, it's and so there's this kind of hyper focus that is necessary, I think, uh, especially when you're doing something that takes uh, a lot of cognitive, like working memory to hold in your mind. And it's it's difficult to hold that memory in your mind when there's a conversation going on, even if it's not with you. Right. Even if it's just near you. And so, you know, instead of always having your headphones in and basically being like the hermit of the office and everybody around you being lively, we decided it makes sense to put all the people who work the same mm-hmm. in the same yeah, room. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, if we, like, I'm one of those people, I don't, I don't work well, like, in coffee shops or in co-working spaces, doing anything of, of real, you know, work. Like, I can do emails, I can do, you know, some kind of periphery or code review things, but, you know, when I'm, when I'm actually, you know, needing to develop, you know, I need, don't, I can't really have the audio distractions. Like, I can't have the visual distractions. You know, people walk, walking, coming and going, that's enough mm-hmm. for me to break my chain of concentration. So, like, the people that can do their stuff, you know, in, in coffee shops, and all that, like hats off. You know, I'm not one of them and <laughs> probably never will be. But the, you know, the ability to, you know, to do our thing and then, you know, kind of come back to what you're talking about, you know, us discussing work. It's, you know, there are certainly times where we don't. I mean, we have three kids, so we certainly have other things to talk about. You know, we, you know, we have our, you know, our respective families. You know, my folks live here in Florida and, you know, they're, they're getting older. So there's certain stuff with that. You know, we have two dogs. We've had other pets along the way. You know, we have other friends siblings. I mean, like, again, like we, we have full lives. So we do, you know, fortunately we do have other things to talk about, but you know, at times, you know, what we may be working through or doing work is the most exciting thing going on in our lives. (laughs) Yeah. Which is awesome. It's like the dream job, right? Like when you're so excited about the work that you're doing, that it's not a burden as much as it is like something that you're ready to do when you wake up in the morning. That's, I feel like that's a really good place to be in life. Yeah. Some people disagree with that though. And, and I don't think it's necessarily, necessarily wrong either way, but I uh, personally, I really enjoy liking my work. You know, 
I, I really enjoy uh, that moment where you wake up, you know, at, in the middle of the night and you're like, oh, I forgot to push that code, right? Or whatever it is that you forgot to do. And it's not always forgetting. Maybe sometimes it's waking up with a brilliant idea. So there's, there's some times when it's not a mistake. Andrew has a waterproof notepad in the shower for like code ideas. Like, yes, I got it. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> Better write it down before I forget it. Yeah, you, that or like that's really uh, cool. Note apps on my phone, or or I've written stuff physically on my hand, mm-hmm. or like I'll, I'll think of something and I'll just walk away. I won't even say anything. I'm like, I need to put this down on something, or it'll disappear. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to know what kind of uh, what kind of insights or like epiphanies you have had. Like, are you are you thinking through a problem that you are trying to solve at a given point in time, and like the solution comes to you, or is it more like uh, I have this idea for a feature in, you know, a plugin that you're developing or something like that? I would say both. Being on the witness end of all your, you know, random spurts of information, I think it's probably equal problem solving or new ideas. I yeah, I mean, it's it, there are some times where, you know, I'll have an idea kind of stewing and I won't even say anything about it. I'll just kind of let it sit. I'll look around and kind of see what people are doing, see what's been done. You know, sometimes things haven't been done for a good reason. Uh, sometimes not. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's a burst of, of just out of nowhere. Or, or a lot of times, and you know, at least my own experience doing client work, that you know, I, I just start to see patterns in the development work I'm doing for clients. You know, I build it once for, for a client. You know, it, it's a unique one-off. I build it twice. It's an edge case. Three or four times, now I'm starting to see a pattern. And not only that, it mm-hmm. usually, depending on what it is, I've got an MVP or close to it simply from the client work that I've done. You know, I've taken you know yeah. bits out of out of client work, you know, refactored it a bit, cleaned it up, made it a little more general, and released it. Yeah, yeah, that's and that's one of the benefits. And we will talk about this in the next episode. But one of the benefits of uh, of using WordPress, which is you know <laughs> always a hot topic amongst amongst developers, is whether or not you should use WordPress or even just you know what framework should I learn, what framework should I start out with, uh, but this, this has been really enlightening, really interesting to see the similarities between uh, my life and you guys. And I'm sure that there are other uh, developers or even couples listening to this episode uh, that are seeing similarities as well. So thank you for sharing all of that with Developer T and with me. Not a problem. Thank you so much for listening to Developer T. I hope you enjoyed this first part of the interview with Brianna and Andrew. Make sure you tune in for the second part of the interview. If you have not yet had a chance to do this, I would really appreciate if you would vote for Developer T and the 16th annual Net Awards. Uh, you can either go to netawards.com and see everybody who is in the Net Awards, or you can go directly to vote for uh, Developer T by going to bit.ly, that's bit.ly slash vote T, V-O-T-E-T-E-A. All of that is lowercase, and of course, it will be in the show notes on developertea.com. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have any questions or comments, you can always reach me at developertea at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, and until next time, enjoy your tea.